Well, thank you for joining us today. My name is Doug, and I'm one of the pastors, and you caught us wrapping up a series entitled The What If Experiment. And so over the past several weeks, Pastor Clay's been talking about what if, particularly in the area of our finances and what God can do uh, when we get along with His plan and and His agenda uh, as He talks about in his word. And so I really encourage you, if you missed any of those, it's going to be really important for you to go back and watch those so that you can kind of catch up and understand some things that we're going to do. But I want to play uh, the what if game and I want to play that game with believers. Okay. So first of all, uh, if you're not a believer, I know you're here. I know we know you're part of what's going on and we know that you're listening and, and we value your input and you're significant and important. I, I know that, okay? And, and so, but, but today I want to talk about what happens as a believer, okay? When, when we step into the realm of living generously. Because God lays out some really cool things. Now let me, let me put a little disclaimer. I'm not talking about a prosperity gospel. I'm not, I'm not saying you give to God and God gives back in the sense of I'm going to give God $2 and He's going to give me $2 million. It doesn't work like that. Uh, it, it, that doesn't happen in the process. Because it's not an exchange. But it's out of this love relationship. Let me start right there. We entered into a love relationship with God as believers. I mean, we made a decision. We recognized what Jesus did when He died on the cross for us so that we could have life in the here and now and so that we could have eternal life. And so because of the love that Jesus showed us, we accepted that into our lives. We brought that in. And so now we're in this love relationship with God through Jesus. Now, because of that, we, we look at God differently than Folks who aren't believers, it just we, we just do. And, and the reason is we, we look at what God has for us and we go, man, I'm going to willingly follow you to God. I'm gonna, God, I'm going to willingly follow you. I'm going to willingly do as you laid out because I know you love me. And I know that you care for me. And I know that, that, that you have the best for me. Because why? Because I can trust you with life to the full in the here and now, and I can trust you for life eternal. And if I can trust you with those two things, I can trust you with anything. And so when it comes to this area of generosity, we get stuck just a little bit because of all the influences that bombard us and show us and that we see and that we're, that, that we're drawn into. And so there's a conflicting value between what's a value in the kingdom of God and what's a value in the world. And so today I'm going to take a look at this idea of generosity. I'm going to throw out a few fun facts to you to kind of help you understand what happens when we become generous as believers. So here we go. Fun fact. Number one, as a believer... Your generosity could lead to other people thanking God and praying for you. Yeah, fun fact. When we become generous and we give our money away and it has has an impact on the kingdom of God, people, other people, will stop and they're going to thank God. They're going to praise God. They're going to be thankful to God. Man, that's pretty awesome if, if as a believer we could do something 
that's going to enable people to worship and praise God. And so, so the good people can thank God. And guess what? They're going to pray for you as well as a believer. Take a look at this. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, the service, this is the, the service that, that Paul is talking about to the church in Corinth is an, is an offering that they're taking up. They're receiving for the, for the church in Jerusalem. You'd have to go back and read all of this in context in chapter 9. But the, but the point is that, that this idea of taking an offering, there's a famine in Jerusalem and they're collecting money so that the believers in Jerusalem and other people can have food and to be able to sustain this famine. And so he says, this service that you perform, that is that you gave to, is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, that is those believers in Jerusalem, it's not only supplying those needs, but it's also overflowing in what? Many expressions of thanks to God. So from right from the beginning, as the church was formed and this church was established, as they gave, the people had this expression of thanks to God because they received this gift from the Corinthians. And he said, because of the service by which you have provided uh, that you, which you've proved yourselves, that is because of this gift that you've given, others will praise God. Others are going to praise God. So these folks are going to thank God. Other people are going to take that one step further and praise God. But well, look what they're praising God for. They're praising God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. What does that mean? First of all, this idea of willing obedience. We, we, we live in a world that says, hey, you should get what's yours and you should take care of yourself and, and, and it's all about you. That's what our world inundates us with. That's what the world is inundated from the, literally from the beginning of time. That what's yours is yours and you need to get it. And don't share it. But that is totally contradictory to the kingdom of God. And so when we enter into the kingdom of God, we enter this love relationship because of this love that God has for us. We lovingly go, hey man, I'm willing to do what you want to do. And that's called obedience. I'm going to follow you. It's not like God's going boom, 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 boom. you got to do this. That's just not what's going on here. But it's a willingness to be obedient. Why? Because I love God. I love Him. And out of that love relationship, I want to do for Him. And because, because these folks were lovingly obedient, because they confessed Christ, what did they do? They praised God. And they also praised God because of their willingness to share with them and everyone else. A couple things going on here. Number one, God's getting praise and honor and glory. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you've ever been inside the auditorium at Next Level Church, you will hear the statement is that when we give, we give to God through the church, but we give to honor God hands down. And these people were praising God because of it, because of their generosity. And that's what happens. When, when, we, when we're generous... People are going to praise God. People are actually going to, going to praise, give some praise to us because we've helped them, believers, and we've helped other people. Fun fact. As believers, your generosity could change your outlook on life. Absolutely. 
to be generous, to step out of this zone that everything's mine and, and I'm living, actually I'm living beyond my means because most Americans carry uh, uh, about somewhere between five dollars and $20,000 worth of credit on a credit card in addition to a potentially debt on a house and potentially other debts. Now, what does that mean? That means we've lived beyond our means. I, I, I live a lifestyle that i got to have just a little bit more. And God said, hey, listen, live inside your means. Be generous. And with that generosity, what does it do? It changes our outlook on life. Watch this. In everything I did, Paul's talking about everything that I did. He went in, he went into a community and he worked and he served inside of that community. He did it to show that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. That is, help those who are in need. Remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself, he said, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Fun fact. It's more blessed. So what if, what if you woke up this morning and right when you stepped out of bed, you said, man, I'm blessed. I'm absolutely blessed. Because I've been giving my stuff away. Because I, I've been making a priority to give. Because I've been making a priority to make that happen. And, and, and I've been doing the things that, that man, and, and the, the money I have left over, I, I'm managing it. But, man, this money that I'm giving away, uh, it, man, God's taking that, and he's doing some cool stuff with that. And I am blessed because I'm giving that money away. Don't you think that's going to change your attitude for the day? Don't you think that's going to change your perspective on life, that you look at every moment of every day, and you're able to go, man, I'm blessed. And it's not just pie-in-the-sky kind of stuff. It's re living in the reality that that's exactly what you are. Because listen, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Himself said it's more what? Blessed. It's more blessed. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Wow. Fun fact. As believers... Our generosity can lead to God being pleased. That's right. There are some things that as believers that we can do that please God. Now, I know some of you are getting a little lost here because, well, wait a minute. If I have, that sounds like I'm working for my salvation. No, that's not what that means. That means that I accepted Jesus based on a gift. I didn't work on it. And because of that love relationship, I start doing things. And some of those things that I do, we call those taking next steps in our journey with Jesus. Some of those things I do actually bring pleasure to God. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 13. And don't forget to do good and to share with others. Share. Share what you have. Share with others. Why? For such sacrifices, God is pleased. With such sacrifices, God is pleased. That's right. God looks at, as a believer, when you give, when you, you make this sacrifice, and, and when you give... 
God looks at that action and it pleases Him. Imagine that, that there's something that we can do as believers that God's going to look at us at what we're doing and He's going to smile. And He's going to go, man, I'm pleased. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty cool that we have that ability. Dig this. Fun fact. As believers, our generosity can lead us to have life that is truly life. Now, here's a kicker right here. Jesus said, I came that you can have full and meaningful life. He gave us life in the here and now and life eternal. We have both. It's a both and deal. It's not an either or deal. It's not that, that I get Jesus and I get eternal life and, and I'm going to do whatever I want to do in this life. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't mean that I get Jesus and it's all about this life and it's not about eternity. It doesn't work like that either. It's a both and package. They come together. And many of us think that we're really living life to the full. And this is a deception from Satan. Just want to let you know that. Because Satan is saying, yeah, man, you got it. Yeah, man, your lifestyle's good. Yeah, man, you're all good. Yeah, you're all good because you've got it all. And he's duped us. He's convinced us that what we're doing is life. And the reality is, it's not. First Timothy. Paul is writing to Timothy. Chapter 6, 17 through 19. Command those, he's telling Timothy, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or to put their hope in wealth. That's pretty straightforward. Don't be all arrogant. Don't put your hope in wealth because we're rich. By the way, by the way, here's a little fun fact. This is extra. You know, if you make, if you make over $22,000 a year, you, you make more money than 98% of the world. Fun fact. Makes you pretty rich. So we're technically we're rich. But he said, don't uh, command those, teach those, command those that this present world not to be arrogant or put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. Wealth is uncertain. It can come and go. It can move around. Our hope is not in the wealth or the stuff that wealth brings but to put their hope in God who richly provides. I can look to God for provision, who provides us with everything for our enjoyment. See, we're all worried, man, if I give God, if I give God, Pastor Clay talked last week about this 10% thing. Man, if I give God, if I really had the audacity to give God 10% of my income, like literally off the top, I mean like literally, literally, off the top, the very first thing that comes out of my paycheck is this 10%. Man, if I do that, I'm not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to have any fun. I'm not going to have any, be able to do any of that. But look what God says. Hey, listen, it's God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Don't put our hope in wealth. Put our hope in God. And then he says, command them to do good. Well, that's pretty obvious. Do good things. That's a no-brainer as a believer. But look, and to be rich in good deeds. Okay, that's even more. To be rich in them, to do more of them. 
which actually is putting other people, good deeds are about putting other people before our very own self. And to be generous. Command them to be generous. Don't just go out and do good deeds. Good deeds are great. Nothing wrong with good deeds. And we need to do those good deeds. But, but look at this, man. It is generous. Be generous and willing to what? Willing to share. That's right. God wants us to be willing to share. He says, command people. Why? Because it's not natural for us to share. It's not. It's not natural at all for us to be willing to share. And to be generous. So you got to tell people, hey, listen, as believers, we need to be generous. We need to share. Why? Because in this way, we as believers, they, the ones you command, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. That is, in eternal life. We're laying up a firm foundation in eternity. We're, we're putting, as Jesus said, our, where our uh, treasure is, there our heart is. We're laying this treasure into the kingdom of God. And so I'm banking on eternity. I'm living in the here and now. Don't get me wrong. I'm living life to the full in the here and now, but I'm also banking on eternity. So I'm putting, I'm putting, setting aside this firm foundation in the coming age. Why? So that they, that is you and I, the people he's commanded, they may take hold of the life that is truly life. This is what I was talking about. If we lack generosity as believers, we're not living truly life. We're living a life, but we're not grasping the true and meaningful life that God has for us. Truly life, life that's fruitful. Truly life. True life, not fake life. And sometimes we live a fake life and we think it's awesome and we're missing the mark. Fun fact, as believers, our generosity can cause God to say, man, I love that action. I love. You know, a minute ago we said, hey, that, 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 that generosity, God loves a cheerful giver. All right, God, God loves a cheerful giver. It pleases him. But man, he, he, he loves that action. 2 Corinthians 9, I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and to make up your own mind on what you, you should give. Remember, Pastor Clay talked about this week, week one, percentage giving. We need to make up our mind. We need to pick a percentage then we need to make that percentage a priority. Make it the first thing that comes out of our budget, of our spending plan. Make it the first thing that comes out of our paycheck. Prioritize it. And then make it progressive. So, so what he's saying, he said, make up your own mind. It's up to you. This is, this is all about that, that offering for Jerusalem. Make up your mind, what we talked about earlier. Make up your mind what you're going to give. Go home, pray about it. There you go. Spend some time thinking about it. Think about it. I'm trying to get 
to 10%. Pastor Clay talked last week about there's something that takes place when we give away 10% of our income. It's transformational. Opens up so much internally. I'm not saying you're going to make a whole lot of money. I'm not saying money's going to come your way. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying something takes place. I know it. I've lived it. There's been multiple times in my life that, 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 that we, Don and I, have made a decision to do something and it made zero financial sense. If you took it down and put it on a piece of paper and you showed the money coming in and what needed to go out, it made zero sense for us to give this money away. But somehow, at the end of the month, we make it. Not only we make it, we save. Because we give away 10%, we save 10%, and we live on the other 80%. Make up your mind what you're going to give. He said, that way, when you make up your mind, <laughs> that's going to protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. What does that mean? That means that I could sit here and I could twist your arm. I could guilt you. I could make you feel bad. I could tell you all these sob stories. You see them on TV all the time. All these sob stories. I could tell you what needs to be done. I could show you pictures of what needs to be done. And we can avoid all that by you making up your own mind what you're going to do. Why? Because God loves Loves it when the giver delights in the giving. God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. Earlier we talked about God being pleased. Now we're talking about God loving the action that we have. God looks at us and says, man, I love that. He's having, I mean, I, I, it, 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 this isn't true. Okay, but I can imagine in my brain God having a conversation with somebody and he's watching believers and they and they give they're generous. And he looks and he turns to somebody and says, man, I love that. I love that. What happens? Why? Because God loves and when the giver delights in the giving. Now, what does that mean? That's the cheerful somebody who gives with a cheerful heart. Maybe those are some fun facts you didn't know about generosity. So the question I want to ask is, is, if you're a believer, if you're a believer, wouldn't you want to raise the reputation of Jesus? I mean, that's what happens when we're generous because people thank God and they praise God. Wouldn't you want to do that? Wouldn't you want to be blessed? Wouldn't you want to, to know that you are being blessed because you're giving away? That you're giving to God? Wouldn't you, wanna, wouldn't you want God to look and be pleased with your actions? Wouldn't you want that? Wouldn't you want life that is truly life? Wouldn't you want God to say, man, I really love that? Wouldn't you want that? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'll do I certainly do. So let me ask you a question. What if we all pledge together? The last couple of weeks we've been talking about this idea. Pastor Clay drove it home. Pledging. 
Pledging, we are a church. And a church, we don't sell things to, to, to raise money, to, to have income. We, we don't have a, a way to make profit in any way, shape, or form. We're dependent upon people's contribution. So what happened if all of us pledged and then we were able to sit down and create a budget as a church for the church, we can create a budget that would be reflective of that giving, of what you're going to pledge to give next year. What would it be like if we all did it together? As Pastor Clay talked last week about some of us taking that, that 10% challenge because we're not giving that part. And what if all of us were able to give at a 10% level? What would that look like? Here's what we could do. We can plan and we can execute two Serve Sunday events that's going to allow us to serve twice as many organizations as we currently serve and touch many, many more people's lives in the name of Jesus. It would allow us to do that. It would allow us to increase a, a, a budget line that we have called care and benevolence from $5,000 to $10,000 so that, so that all year long we're able to ha we have the freedom when we see a need and we're able to meet that need because, as a church because we meet it together when unexpected things come back. We all pledge together. We could sit down and we could budget and we could plan to, to bring encouragement and hope and love to the teachers over here at Stallings Elementary School and to the teachers there at, at, at Matthews Charter School, Matthews Academy. We're, we're, we're able to do that. Why? Because we pledged together and we've planned it and we've created this plan because these folks need love and they need encouragement and they're right here inside of our community. We would have the ability to adopt a family through Hope Match and provide financial support to them throughout the years. They have all their pop-up events that takes place and in addition to the volunteer services that we already provide for them. We're able to come alongside with an organization that we're already partnered with called Compassionate Act. And we'll be able to give to them and because of that gift to them, we would know that we were providing 10 ladies the opportunity who are trapped in slave, sex slave trafficking to provide an opportunity for them to find freedom and hope and help in Jesus. We could begin to do something that's on our heart to, to become alongside and partner with Charlotte Rescue Mission because people have, have addictions and, and, and they need hope and help and they need a hand up, not a hand out. And we could come alongside and help our community, helping others. We could increase our mental health from, fund to help people who need counseling, to find the help and hope that they need, and to find professional counseling to work through the, the things that are traumatizing them, the things that are keeping them back, that, that they, need, they need more than what we could do as a church. They need more than just a compassionate ear. They need some tools and professional resources to help them along the way. It would allow us 
to look at a need inside of our community and go, yeah, I really wish we could help, but we can't because we don't have the resources. We can now say, God, use us. We can do that. What if we gave together so that, so that we were able to sit down and, and though we have a really good, good children's ministry, we could in, empower and enable that ministry to, to love on your children even more so that we could, could, could pay for our volunteers to get training so that they could be so much better at doing what they're doing from a volunteer perspective and, and they could minister and execute the ministry that God's called them to do. We could, we could equip them and empower them. And our ministry would thrive. We all play together. We can do the same thing, not just for our children from, from, from birth to, to grade five, but we're able to take from grade six to 12 and do the same thing. That, that, that though we have a really good ministry, we could be even better. It's not the idea of doing more stuff, but it's the idea of being able to provide a ministry, being able to, to equip our volunteers. Because I don't know if you checked it out, but being in middle school and high school is a very complex world these days. Last time I checked, there were 72 gender, gender identities out there. Our people need training and help to love and encourage. And we can look to them and say, we have the resources to get that for you. What if we gave together and we were able to come alongside not just one brand new church in the state of North Carolina? Because North Carolina is one of the top five growing states in America. And people need Jesus. They need hope. Families need to be transformed. Not just one church, but what if we were able to come along five or even ten more because we gave together and we were able, people just like you who found the hope and love of Jesus right here in this place could find it somewhere else as they moved in because many of you moved into this area and then move into other areas. What would it be like if as you pledge, we all pledge together, you then have a plan and you've developed a plan. And now, because of your plan, you can also say, because I've planned my money, instead of going, I wish I could do something, you're able to now say, God, use me. That's what a plan does. Let me turn it this way. What if, as a believer, what if you raised the reputation of Jesus? Not about the church as an institution. I'm talking about you as an individual. What if you raised the reputation? What if you considered yourself blessed? You, not somebody else, but you. What if your actions, not somebody else's actions, but what if your personal actions caused God to be pleased? What if you had life? That is truly life. What if you heard God say, man, I love what you're doing. Generosity opens the door for all this. Now, how can you be generous? I know that many of you who are watching live 
than the Charlotte metro area. I know that. I know also that there's many who live outside. If you like what we're doing, if you love what we're doing, you can join us in this endeavor and you can be a part of this right here in changing our community. If you're not willing to go, I don't want to send my money way over there. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to give it to God that way. I want to see my community changed. Then, then find a local church. Reach out. If you would send a note to help or info at nextlevelchurch.org, we'll respond to that. And we'll help you find a church that you can give to God through to see your community change. But here's what you can do. You have the ability on our website right now under events. Under events, the very first event is this series. It talks about this series, What If. And down there in, in the What If section, you're going to see a tab that you can click called pledge card 2024 budget pledge card and you can play you can click that fill that card out simply ask for your name first name last name your email your mobile number and it says what are you willing to pledge monthly now maybe your income is 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 not regular maybe your sales or you get bonuses or whatever i don't know but maybe it's not regular and you want to and that would be your next line, not the first line, but the second line. This is what I'm going to give. Or it could be that, that maybe you're giving above your monthly. You're going to go, hey, I'm going to give monthly, but I'm going to get a bonus at some time, or I'm going to do something, I'm going to give extra later. You can fill that next line in. And if you really want to step in, and you want to say, hey, I want to take that tie challenge, you can click that box and click Submit. We'll get that information, and we're going to build a budget that we believe is going to honor God, that we believe is going to be praised to Him, that we believe that as a church, and you're part of us, that as a church, we're going to make a difference in the lives of people around us so that the name of Jesus can become famous. Let's pray together. Father, we thank You. We thank You that You love us. We thank You that You care for us. We thank you that you, you, you look at us and we entered into a relationship with you based on love, not fear. And out of that love relationship, you've got a plan that says generosity is so much better. Lord, help us to step together, to pledge, to honor you in that pledge so that our church can make a plan to go out and make a difference in the name of Jesus to our community and to our world. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Hey, thank you again for being with us and sharing with us. And, and, and if this message has touched you in any way, we would love for you to share this uh, out on social media. We would actually love for you uh, to subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, so that you can get these regular updates and know when they come in. And, uh, and then maybe share that because there may be somebody just like you somewhere else, a friend of yours that, that needs this and would love to be a part of this. And so uh, share that, do that for us. Also, 
If you have been touched by this ministry in any way, shape, or form, I know I've been talking about pledging, but you can also give because here's what you need to know. People gave so that we could do this right here and right now. And so you can give as well. If you go to our website, nextlevelchurch.org, click give, you'll be able to see either how to make a one-time gift or to set up a reoccurring giving. So here's how we wrap this up. Because I know that's kind of hard. And I know the idea of pledging is hard. And I know the idea of giving seems very difficult. More than anything else, it is my prayer and it is a word from the Lord that you decide in your own heart what you need to do because God loves cheerful giver. Go and be blessed knowing that in your generosity, God loves your actions. You guys have a great week.